All right, we are back, and Nick Scown is joining us. Hi, Nick. Hi, how are you? Great. So tell me about uh, this film. You're a first-time filmmaker, is that correct? Uh, it is, yeah. This is my, my first film. Um, I did several short films that did the uh, film festival circuit, and then um, finally got this one made. Congratulations. It's Pretty Bad Actress, which is a pretty funny title, and it stars Jillian Bell and Heather McComb. How did this all come about? Well, it was... Um, it was a long process. You know, I developed the script for uh, several years, um, trying to get it right. And then I had a director friend who I'd worked, I'd actually worked as an editor with on one of his short films. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a project that fell through. And he was like, hey, if you have anything that you can shoot in Los Angeles for a low, you know, low budget, let me know. And um, I was like, well, I had that, that, you know, kidnapping comedy I talked about long ago. He's like, oh, yeah, let's, let's, Let's do that, and so we then um, worked on, you know, try to get get the script ready to to send the talent, and then cast uh, Heather and Jillian and everyone else. That's great, and um, yeah, finally, after all these years, it was just like all of a sudden it was like, okay, we've got six months to shoot this thing. You know, oh. I I want to mention I heard it's inspired by a real life story of actress. Is it Teresa Saldana? Yes. Yeah. So she was nearly killed in a brutal attack by a stalker. Um, but then there was a TV movie made about the incident? Yes, I I had seen this um, interview with uh, Larry King, where he's interviewing her, talking about this brutal attack where she almost died. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he was, like, trying to ask her, like, okay, can you describe how, what it was like? And he's like, oh, actually, we can just roll the clip from the movie. And then they rolled the clip from um, the TV film that she did where she played herself getting attacked. Okay. And when he came back from the commercial, he was like, "Well, uh, like, why did you, why did you do that?" And she had a really good answer if she wanted to, you know, get more awareness for her stocking as a problem and get right. a, a bill passed. Yes. But there's so many people today who I think, when something terrible happens, they think of how can this help my career, and so that's kind of oh, one of I the see. themes of the film is is there's people who. You know, it feel like if I'm not getting likes or if I if I'm not famous or yeah. my career's not going well, then then my life has no meaning. And yes, um, you know, I think it's something that we are struggling with in today's culture. And so I wanted to kind of examine that and have you know have have her uh, in the in the film uh, Heather's uh, character Gloria, the one who's kidnapped, mm-hmm. and her manager uh, is trying to use it to advance her career, and uh, it's only. Uh, Jillian Bell, who is the only one who's actually trying to save the, the actress who's in trouble. <laughs> I know it's really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, Jillian yeah. Is, is great. Yeah. So, uh, so former child star Gloria Green, who who uh, is Heather McComb, not only has to save her career but her own life when she gets kidnapped by a stalker, played by John Hensley, after an audition along with an obsessed fan, played by Stephanie Hodes. Wow. Did, were you part of the whole writing process with the team, or how did this come about? I was, yeah. I, I, um, I was the, yeah, the only writer on it, and so um, it was mostly me taking everyone's feedback. You know, Heather uh, was a child actress herself. She mm-hmm. uh, started in Francis, uh, Francis Ford Coppola's um, film, uh, Life Without Zoe, and oh, yeah. so uh, she had some great insights of, you know, what it was like to be a child star and, you know, a lot of times 
kids start so early, it's in some ways like they didn't even have a choice to get into this career. It's just their parents were like, oh, they're cute. Let's put them in front of camera, right. you know, kind of thing. Exactly. And and how yeah, you never necessarily have a normal life because life to you is always being on set playing someone else, you know. And so she, she brought some great insight into that. Um, and yeah, everyone was 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 very helpful. Even my my casting director had great notes. And I, I don't know, I'm a I'm a person, a creative person who likes to get feedback. And because I feel like I'm making a film for an audience, I want to entertain them. I want them to understand the story I'm t- trying to tell. And so I, I, I love notes and and figuring out how to solve problems that that are in the script. And so you know, it takes time, but uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, it's worth it. Now, for people that are listening, who are uh scriptwriters, uh, filmmakers, do you have advice? Because this is obviously a really tough industry, and especially L.A. Um, do you have advice for people that are struggling or don't know where to take their material? You know, I, I say, like, I'm always kind of the, the idea that I just want anyone's, I'll, I'll take anyone's read, you, uh-huh. you know, whether it's a friend or a family member or That's good. finding a writer's group on, you know, Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need to do to get to get eyeballs on it, because it, you know the, the hardest thing is if knowing if something works or not. You know, um, you know it, it's hard to like step back and see the whole puzzle and see if you've got all the pieces in it or if there's still some that are missing. You know, um, like I remember reading Carousel was talking about um, one of his films, and it was just uh, I think it was the uh, Ran, which is you know it's an adaptation of Shakespeare, so he's already got the plot and the characters, but he's <laughs> adapting it for his culture, Okay, and it still took him seven years to work on it, because he said, I would write it until I knew I I couldn't think about it anymore, and I yes. couldn't come up with any, with any solutions, and I put it in a drawer, and then i take it back out and work on it again, you know, and I think that's a good thing to do, is I usually try and take breaks or go work on something else for a few weeks so I yes. can come back with, yeah. with a fresh eye for stuff. And I want to add, because I went through the UCI screenwriting program, don't listen to mm. people when they say, are you done yet? Are you done yet? What, whatever <laughs> happened to that script? And and that was like seven years ago. or Because a lot of times when you take a break and you go back and you read it and you give it to people and you have to have thick skin, which it sounds like you do, um, yeah. things change and it becomes better. Yeah, and you, and you discover things. You know, and that's kind of the, the, also the idea of don't write for what you think people want, but for, you know, the kind of movie you want to see, because movies take so long to make that if you, if you, if you're trying to write whatever today that you think is popular, by the time you finish that script and you shoot that script and you edit that script, it's a couple years later and now that might not be the thing that people like. And so you spend all this time working on something that you didn't like, but you thought other people would. And at the end of the day, just, you know, you want to to make the things you want to see and you never know what the trend will be where all of a sudden the type of movie you love is all of a sudden popular again where, you know, like there's tons of musicals now after La La Land, but when they were trying to get La La Land, everyone said, well, nobody goes to see musicals. So, right. you know, it, that's, that's a huge thing is, you know, just following what you make, what you want to see in the world and that you think will help the audience or give them, entertain them or teach them something, you know, at the end of the day, because that, that's all you, you can really hope for is, is to, to, help, to affect the audience and, and help them. Absolutely. Because you, know. you don't want to rehash something that's already been done. You want to have something new and different and put yourself in the seat of the viewers. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 
yeah, the idea of you know you're you're going to the movie plex. What are you going to spend your fifteen dollars on or twenty dollars if you're in Los Angeles? But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, but yeah, don't yeah. but don't don't spend uh, months working on a script that you wouldn't even pay to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of that that's produced. To me, it's just garbage. It's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it can be difficult because sometimes you only see. You know, the box office has become so important in our culture where nobody used to care if people just cared if you if you made a good movie or not. Right. And I think it's important to, you know, just take a step back and be like, well, yeah, but is anyone going to remember that movie 10 years ago or 10 years from now or exactly. 20 years from now? Right. You know, I, yeah, go ahead. No, I, I'm agreeing. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it's, I, in some ways I think, you know, the longer I've done this, and now having gone through the process and seeing how long it can take to get something out of the world, and how much work it, you know, it's you feel like you run one marathon, and then it's you're in post production for another marathon, and then you're releasing the film as another marathon. Yes. If you're going to do all that work, you know, it's it just make sure that it's it is something that you care about, and that if you were teaching a film class. 20 years from now, you'd be like, oh, I want to show you this, you know? Yes. You want to be proud of it, or because you don't want to get to the end of the race and be like, ugh, what did I yeah. invest all my time in? Yeah. You know? Where can people find out more about you and the film? Well, you can go to um, uh, prettybadactressmovie.com, and that has um, the trailer and uh, where you can purchase the film and, and see it and uh, more bios on the cast and all that information. And um, I'm on Twitter at uh, Nikolai Orama. And um, Nikolai yeah. Orama, could you spell that? Yeah, Nikolai Orama. Like <laughs> yeah, N I C O L I O R A M A. Great. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nikolai <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Orama. Great I, that's to you. that's a ba- great handle, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's been great having you on the show. Congratulations. Uh, I want to mention. Uh, the film opened on August 10th uh, in L.A., correct? And it's going to be on yep. digital August. It's also on digital right now. Uh, and I put all the info on my show blog, which is getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Thanks again for calling in. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. That was Nick Scown calling in to talk about his film, his first film, Pretty Bad Actress. Again, it's on the show blog. If you want to find out about being a guest on the show, you can send me an email to Janine, J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at K-U-C-I dot org. And that's a wrap for me. Sheldon Abbott is standing by, getting ready to take over with Cure for the Blues, and I will be back next week. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. (laughs) 